The Set the Pace podcast is brought to you by New Balance, the official apparel and footwear of New York Roadrunners and the TCS New York City Marathon. And now that the big day is behind you, it is time to show off your accomplishment, which our partners at New Balance make really easy. You can head to newbalance.com to take a look at the official finishers collection to show off your accomplishment or pick out one of the New Balance shoes from the marathon collection like the super versatile Fresh Foam 1080 version 13 so you can remember your marathon while you're putting in the miles to get to your next finish line with New Balance. Thank you, New York. Today, we're reminded of the power of community and the power of coming together. Athletes, on your mark. The first woman to finish for the second straight year here in the New York City Marathon is Mickey Gorman, a smiling Mickey Gorman, and why not? 2.29.30, the time for Greta Vikes. Look at the emotion of Shalane Flanagan as she comes to the line, pointing to his chest, pointing to the USA. He so proudly wears across his chest. A great day for Mev Kapleski. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Set the Pace, the official podcast of New York Roadrunners presented by New Balance. Great to have you with us as we move deeper and deeper into the holiday season. I'm Rob Similcare, the CEO of New York Roadrunners, joined as always by 2009 New York City Marathon champion Meb Kofleski. Meb, how you doing? How was your weekend? How's everything going down there in Florida? Hey, Rob, it's good to be with you down here in Florida. It's nice and warm. You know, it was good to see also the, you know, the running event. Uh, we saw you in person, met a lot of new faces, and it was great now to be here in Florida. It's, it's nice. It's nice and warm. Yeah, Meb, it was great to see you as well. Got to have a visit with your brother, Howie, at the, the running event. That's an annual running conference that was in Austin, Texas. Had a great time there. And Meb also had a great time at the Ted Corbett 15K here in New York, this past weekend. That's such a special event, celebrating the legacy of the first president of New York Roadrunners, Ted Corbett. What a legacy he has. First African-American to run in the Olympic marathon. And it just brings out so many great folks in our running community who are thrilled to celebrate Ted, his his son, Gary, who of course was with, with us on the podcast last week. So that was great. And Meb, what was great about it for me was I, I ran it and I set a PR in the 15K, which was pretty much guaranteed because I'd never run a 15K race before. So that was a that was a win as well. But it was interesting running a distance you're not used to running on a regular basis. You know, 15K is a great distance. Uh, congratulations on your PR. You know, nine and a half or so <laughs> miles is uh, to honor the great Ted Corbett, who has done so much great things for the sport and to honor him in the in Central Park as a New Yorker runners. It means a lot to me and many of the other runners who... He's a pioneer of trailblazer of many things and much respect. Well, we got a great episode today and someone I've gotten a chance to know over the last year, the first deputy commissioner of the New York City Police Department, Tania Kinsella, will join us in just a minute. And Deputy Commissioner Kinsella is incredible. I mean, first of all, uh, she has risen to the second highest position on the force at NYPD. I was appointed to a role by... Uh, Mayor Eric Adams, and she's just an incredible leader for our police force. Of course, NYPD is such an important partner for us, Meb, here in New York. We rely on them so much 
week in and week out with our races to keep them safe, but especially for marathon, right? We, we've spent so much time over the last couple of months talking to NYPD about making sure that we would have a safe marathon this year. Fortunately, we, we did have a great day in November, a safe day. And you know we owe so much of that to our partnership with the NYPD. But not only is uh, Deputy Commissioner Kinsella a great leader in the city, she's also a really dedicated runner. We see her at events you know, on a regular basis. She ran the marathon this year. She's planning to run the United Airlines NYC half. And so, you know, it's just so interesting that how many people you meet in different walks of life for whom running is a central part of who they are and what they do. And you see so many people who have success in so many areas of life, you know, business or um, art or whatever it is they do. And Deputy Commissioner Kinsella is another example of someone who's made running a huge part of her life. And look at what she's accomplished now as the number two person in the New York Police Department. Absolutely, Rob. I think Deputy Commissioner Kinsella has done amazing things, you know, in her workforce, but also to be the second leader. You know, people used to say business happened the golf course, but now it's happening in the running community. So I love seeing leaders do taking on running or walking to just be able to just be a good example for everybody. And to have her leadership means a lot. And as an NYPD to protect and serve the city and to be able to make sure not only during the marathon week, but every day the what the people, the officers put their life into and to have her be a runner. I got a chance to meet her this year and it was just wonderful to see her in that pedigree. And, you know, also to the NYPF, New York Fire Department also that have that friendly rivalry, you know, it's just great to see. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, Deputy Commissioner Kinsella is not just a runner on her own. She's a part of an NYPD running club, which is a big group of officers who run. They are super dedicated they have an annual competition that we had this year at the marathon, the Mayor's Cup. It's a combination of, uh, it's, it's a competition, I should say, between NYPD and FDNY. The top 10 fastest times combined for each department determines the winner. And NYPD won it this year rather convincingly, I would say. They had an impressive group of runners. Nine of their top 10 runners, Meb, were under three hours. Uh, wow. Their top runner, uh, and I, I met him at a lunch they had celebrating uh, their victory over FDNY the other day. Their top runner ran a time of just over 2.30. I think it was 2.32, 2.33. So, I mean, this is wow. a serious time <laughs> that we're talking about. And they've got some very fast runners uh, with NYPD. And Deputy, Cons uh, Deputy Commissioner Kinsella is you know, leading that group, not just as an officer and as a member of the police force, but as a runner as well, because she's her dedication to running, I think, is a big part of why NYPD is so into running as a part of their culture. And so that's a great thing. Uh, and, and by the way, running is part of that group. MEB is going to be the subject of our MEB Minute a little bit later on in the episode. We're going to talk about the benefits of running as part of a group, group training or joining a club, how much you can get both socially and physically and emotionally from running as part of a group. So we'll talk about that in today's MEB Minute. But now let's get to our interview with the first Deputy Commissioner of the NYPD, Tania Kinsella. First Deputy Commissioner Tania Kinsella, it is so great to have you with us on Set the Pace. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Well, 
It's been an exciting time for you for the NYPD Running Club as well. Uh, you guys had such a great marathon, great times. You beat FDNY. So we'll get to all that in a minute. But, but first, I just want to understand how you even got into running. I mean, you've had this incredible career as a law enforcement officer in our great city. Joined the NYPD back in 2003 as a patrol officer in the 120th Precinct of Staten Island. What was it that first got you running? Well, to be honest with you, was I had my second child, my son, Evan, and uh, I wanted to uh, lose the weight pretty quickly. And the only way to lose the weight pretty quickly was to run. And at first it was just for vanity. And I thought that if I lost the weight, then I'll just go back to working out. And then I fell in love with running. And then I, I felt like after I completed a run, there was like some mental clarity. And the rest of my day was like really clear, really, I was a lot of energy. Um, I was more positive and I was more positive of what I put into my body, what I ate. So running has totally shifted my life in, in such a positive way. What was that experience like? I know you said you, you know, for losing weight or after pregnancy, you wanted to run, but what was that mental say, I can do this? Or was it hard? What was the feeling like the next day? What kept you going, persevering? So I actually joined a running club, my local running club in Staten Island. It's called the Sunrise Running Club. And it's a group of seven women that ran at 5 a.m. every morning. And when I joined that club, it was, just different women. It was myself, another lieutenant, a lawyer, a life coach, and accountant. And they pushed me. And it was other sisters. They were my sisterhood that pushed me, that made me look forward to running every morning. So I knew that, that at 5 a.m., six other women were waiting for me at a park to wait for me to go run. So that was my, my you know, no matter how I felt, about running that I was going to run with them and they pushed me and they were, you know, I was very afraid and intimidated to think about running my first marathon. And I would never forget that, you know, one of the young ladies said, no, you're going to do it. We're going to do it with you. And I never looked back ever since. As a daughter of an immigrant, was sports appreciated or did they say, you got to do your homework, you got to do your homework? What was that like growing up? Well, as you know, I grew up in a very strict West Indian home. So academics was in the forefront of anything that I did. And it, if academics wasn't, if my academics wasn't up to par into where my parents, my mother, per se, would if it wasn't an 80 or above, there was no sports. There was nothing. So um, I was a runner in high school. I was a short distance runner, but I wasn't really big into to sports other than running. It's typical uh, for folks to do that short distance and then they find that distance running a little later in life. When you are actually starting to run after your your, your childbirth, how did you find running helped you in your day job as a police officer? I mean, that's a that's a stressful job. It's a challenging job day in and day out. You don't know what may be coming at you. It's also physically challenging, right? If you're a patrol officer, you're, you're on your feet a lot. How did running actually help you as a cop? 
So uh, when I run every morning, just about every morning, I plan my day in my head. I go over my day, my meetings, what I have going on, my kids' activities, and it helps me put my day in perspective before my day even starts. So now when I run, it's like, okay, this is what I'm going to be doing. This, this is what I'm not going to be doing. And it helps, you know, it's like, it's, it's a form of therapy, believe it or not. And I'm sure if you've heard this numerous times, running is the cheapest form of therapy. And I, I welcome it to anyone that is thinking about taking on running. And again, I, it was many years before I started running. And when I started running after I had my son, I started running at, at eight weeks after I had him. So I did the run, walk, run, walk, run, walk until one day I ran 30 minutes straight and, and haven't stopped since. And as far as work, you know, as you all know, I was a commander in the one tool precinct. So if we were chasing after someone, they weren't getting lost. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I, you know, when I went to the, the, the celebration lunch for your NYBD running team, which you guys, congratulations, defeated uh, FDNY in the Mayor's Cup competition in the 2023 TCS New York City Marathon. And the times of those officers were so fast. I mean, they, nine of the 10 of them were under three hours. And my thinking was, wow, that no one is getting away uh, from any of these officers in any kind of a foot chase. <laughs> You know, Tom Biggers is the president of the the NYPD running club and Nick Fury and Michelle Irizarry, they run a pretty tight ship. And I want to give a massive homage to, to Tom Biggers and his team and Nick Fury because they don't just start at 18 weeks when the normal marathon training actually begins. They train all year long to represent the NYPD at every every race. So, and I've seen it firsthand how much work is put into getting them to that starting starting line on November the 5th. I mean, I personally get touched every time that I see a man or woman in uniform to serve and protect our city, but it is especially heartwarming at the TCS New York City Marathon in Staten Island when I see the uniform about to go on, the, you know, the police department and the fire department and... Uh, Tell us about that work, uh, Mayor's Cup, family rivalry that uh, goes on between the New York Post Department and uh, and NYFPD. So as you know, it's 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 a friendly rivalry. We love our FD family, but we always play to win. It, it, we always play to win, and we're we're we love it because it it encourages good health practices. It encourages to run help encourages us to get fit and 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 help that you know that not not just sometimes i think that NYPD and FDNY the the public concept sometimes get misconstrued that we're rivalries but we're not rivalry, rivalries we're brothers and sisters and partners in in New York City and when that when it's time to compete we play to win but we also we love our FD partners and they they give a massive amount of competition to give us. You know, first Deputy Commissioner, I, I having spent a little time around you and your colleagues at Marathon, at the uh, celebration you had for the team beating FDNY, what I started to see was 
how running seems to be infused in in the culture of NYPD a little bit as well. And you now as the first deputy commissioner, the second highest ranking member of the police force here in New York, being a runner, how do you see running as something that really is a part of the culture of the department? And what do you think it adds to, you know, making you all better at your jobs as a police force protecting our city? Well, you know, mental health and also physical health is top tier for police officers, because if we're healthy mentally, if we're healthy physically, we're able to catch A, catch the bad guys, and B, be mentally prepared for the jobs that we respond to on a daily basis. As you know, we see the worst of the worst. So running helps, you know, give that clarity. I, and, 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 and as the first deputy commissioner, I encourage, we as Commissioner Caban encourage not just running, but any physical fitness that sport that an officer would love to do. For me, is running, and I'm always gonna push running because I think that running does does more than just keep you physically fit, but it gives you that mental clarity that I think we all need. Leadership is very important, and uh, to have a leader like you and the women as high position as the first deputy commissioner, how is that important to a role model not only for New York but for the world? Well, obviously, in this generation that we're living in, us as women, we're able to sit at any table and not just a male-dominated table. And it's important that other women, when they see me, they see, oh, I could be that. I could do that. I could be at any... You you don't just have to be in the police department, but any corporation, any job that you have, it, you know, us as women should thrive to work hard to be at the table that we want to sit at. You're an inspiration uh, for so many young women and girls in our city. Uh, speaking of an inspiration, I saw that you had Kaylee Williamson come to visit you recently. Kaylee, of course, the, the young woman who inspired so many people here in New York, the first known woman with Down syndrome to complete the TCS New York City Marathon. We had her on the podcast a few weeks ago. What was it like meeting Kaylee and, and why, why was it special for you to have a chance to connect with her? So the night of the marathon, when I was icing my legs and my feet, nursing them, I was on Instagram and I saw Kaylee when she, when she finished the marathon and I reached out to my team and I'm like, we got to meet her. We got to meet her. And by the time my team tried to set it up, she had went home already, but it worked out that they were coming back to New York City to do a couple of the interviews. So we set that up. It was very emotional watching her go through that finish line. And I think that she taught us, myself and millions of other people, that your disability is not, doesn't hinder you for doing something that you say you're gonna do. And when I met her, I was so emotional about it because we take advantage of we get to run. We get to wake up every morning. We get to go for a run. We get to walk. We get to talk. We get to function. And we, we as humans, sometimes we take advantage of that. And meeting her, it was such a, it, it brought an enormous amount of emotions out of me that I'm sure that many other New Yorkers felt. First Deputy Commissioner, you know, it's just always an honor to run. It's a privilege to run, but I'm pretty sure you have seen on your own 
department for the people that can you know protect and serve the uh, the city that are not able to run possibly or have some hindrance does that take you extra step to say hey i am able to do it i want to do it for them that kind of mentality absolutely as you see my day is really busy i'm a very 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 busy and and, and i'm a mother first to my two children so there's times that i'm tired or i'm unmotivated and i think about people like Kelly and other members just people that can't do what we do and just get up and do it and i say i get to do this so i have to do it so that's my motivation some people can't so i will can you describe the proudest moment for your parents you know i know for as an immigrant uh, for me my parents said when i went to sydney australia and being the first time wearing the usa uniform my dad is like you're going to win tonight but i have to be realistic also i got to i'm not going to win tonight but i'm going to represent our country the best we can but what was that moment for you when was that you had so many high ranks can you describe walking through the your parents proud moment of your your achievement so i think the proudest moment was when i got sworn in by mayor adams because my parents had no idea what was going on and i was sworn under secrecy under secrecy not to discuss it on the weekend So on Monday they were driven to the Bronx but not knowing what where they were what was transpiring. So then when my mother realized that I was and my stepfather was getting treatment for his cancer in the hospital and it was televised so no one knew what was going on. And then it was at that moment when they saw that Mayor Adams tell, told me to raise my right hand in the sweater oath Uh, my mother was like she was so shocked she had no emotions and then later on you know she was just like you've always made me proud but this is amazing it is amazing and you've you've done such a great job as a role model in that role it's still fairly new and it's it's such an important job in our city i want to talk to you about your running a little bit deputy commissioner and talk about your your goals. So I'm looking at your times right now which I know is going to make you blush, but you you've got some pretty good times, okay? You were under 5 hours for the marathon this year. Your half times, you ran the Staten Island half. You and I actually ran that uh at the same day this year. You were just a smidge over 2 hours. Back in 2022, you were just 40 seconds over 2 hours in the Staten Island half. So, I know you're looking to run the United Airlines New York City half in March. Is that your your big goal? Is that your goal for the new year getting under 2 hours in that half? Yes. So, in the half, I would love to get under 2 hours. See the that I don't push myself hard enough. And and then that's something that I personally have to work on because you know, us we all have something to work on no one's perfect and if anyone think they're perfect that's a lie and so my goal for 2024 is to run the new york city half in under 2 hours and to push myself cuz the minute i feel uncomfortable i slow down or so i'm going to train for under 2 it might be 159 59 but <laughs> that counts. That counts. Meb, what's your advice for for the deputy commissioner as she's trying to get under 2 hours for the first time? As we get closer to the holiday first deputy commissioner, you know, keep up the great work, keep it going, you know. I would lean a little bit earlier just because, you know, 
159, 57, or 58 will get the job done. So be patient, and hopefully, you know, it will be great to see you there. I know I myself have done some pacing for 145 or two hours. It's a great accomplishment, and congratulations on all your accomplishment of running, but I think that two hours will be amazing. Thank you. You can do it, I think. I'm looking at these times. It's definitely something you can do. So we're, we're going to see if we can help you on the training side here. We're going to see if we can get you a little help, maybe come to group training, uh, get your speed up a little bit, but it's there. You can do it. I think we could do anything that we put our mind to it. And it's important that we, sh- we show that, especially for me, I have a teenage daughter. So it's important for me to always show her uh, true grit and hard work. I hear that so much from people, you know, why they're running these races, right? And so much of the time, it's because of their kids. You know, they want their kids to see them take on something really hard. And not only do they see you on the race, but they see all the work and the time you put in, right? The training, the preparation, and that's that's a big part of it too, right? Not just race day, but seeing the, the work you put in leading up to it, because that's a metaphor for so many things you try to do in life. Absolutely. Let's talk one second about Marathon Day this year, Deputy Commissioner. And it was such a, a great day, right? And we were so fortunate to have a safe day as well. And, you know, we, we spent a lot of time, you and I, our team at Roadrunners, your team at NYPD, getting ready for that. What was it like for you running it, but knowing at the same time, you, you and your team was responsible for keeping it safe as well, which fortunately it was? So obviously this year was an extra special because I'm the second highest member of service in the NYPD. So I wasn't just, anytime I run the marathon, I'm running it for the NYPD. So we're always going to be safe because if something happens, I'm running, I'm a cop first and we'll take care of business and do what we need to do. Um, But this year was extra special because like there was heightened alerts every, you know, there was worries and I wanted New Yorkers and other fellow runners that were traveling from afar or even New Yorkers running it to know that like, you're safe. We got you. I'm running it and I have no concerns. It's true. It's such a great point. And, uh, you know, we should actually talk about that, you know, every year because I think, you know, of course there's always, people are always concerned about safety at any big event nowadays, right? That's just part of our world. And to be able to say, hey, there are lots and lots of police officers, not just on the side keeping this race safe, but in the race with you. Uh, I think that's going to make anybody thinking about running uh, the New York Marathon or any big race feel even safer, right? Because the the runner next to you may be NYPD. Yeah, I I agree. I totally agree with that, Rob. And that's why I I stressed this prior to, and the Commissioner Caban did in, in our conference, our press conference that, Safety is always going to be paramount. And we had, you know, probably over a hundred runners, NYPD runners in general, running the NYPD, I mean, the New York City Marathon. And without a doubt, they're cops first. So if something were to happen, we spring it into action. But thankfully, with proper planning from all of our partners and stakeholders like the New York Roadrunners, it was safe. First Deputy Commissioner, as you are a very, very busy person, some people say, you know, I don't have the time, I don't have this. What would be your one advice to help somebody start running? What would be that tip besides, I know accountability meeting with somebody is, but what would be the other advice? 
So I'm a big Peloton person too. And one of the instructors, her name is Jess King, I believe. And anytime she does a class, in a hard class, she says, we get to do this. We can do this. Some people can't walk. Some people have no legs. Some people can't, right? We get to do this. And running has changed my life so much for the better that the person, my advice to the person that is just getting into running, thinking about running, just do it. Don't worry about pace. Don't worry about anything else. Just go out, run and walk, run and walk until one day you just run. And I love the way you talk about run and walk as well, because, you know, we just, uh, you know, we, we talk about that running and walking and, uh, there was an article in the New York Times recently about running versus walking yes. and the benefits of both, right? And and the fact is, you can start walking, mix in a little bit of running, uh, and and then you do run walking, run walking, and next thing you know, you're doing nothing but running. Was that the path that you took from becoming a to, to going to, to becoming a, a long distance runner, starting with some walking, mixing in the running, and next thing you know, you're running the whole way? Yes, that's exactly how I started. I started to run. I I I would uh, run for two minutes, walk for two minutes, run for three minutes, walk for three minutes, and then gradually I would just increase my running and less walking. And I'll tell you, Rob and Meg, I still walk sometimes. If I'm having a tough workout, you know, we as runners are so critical of ourselves. And I don't think there's not one runner that would tell you that uh, I just run and every run is the best run or I race and every race is the best race. Right. So we have to take the good with the bad and just improve on the bad races and just look forward for good races. So I, I don't really put too much emphasis on the, the running because I love running and walking. It's a great combo. I love it. Um, and, you know, we actually are, are going to have the author of that that article uh, in the New York Times, Cindy Kuzma, is going to join us later this month to talk about that running-walking continuum. And you are living proof that it can work really well. Well, uh, First Deputy Commissioner, it's such a pleasure to have you with us. Uh, we want to thank you for everything you and your team at NYPD do to keep us safe to keep our events safe and again congratulations on the mayor's cup and we look forward to seeing you out there training and getting ready to run that sub two hour half marathon at the ua nyc half so we'll be looking for you yes and i'll be running on saturday at the uh, 5k in prospect park i actually have my entire security team of 14 people running it so some of them is going to be their first race wow Congratulations. That's a, you know, it's contagious. Running is addictive in a positive way to have, in, fa in fact, you know, the camaraderie and the friendship that you make and that after road race is important. And uh, I would say run to win. It doesn't necessarily mean getting first place, but getting the best out of yourself. As a leader, you have done that and looking forward to many other great accomplishments that you're going to bring people to running and safety in, our, in the city of New York. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a good day. All right. We'll see you at the Frosty 5K this weekend. Can't wait. Thank you so much. First Deputy Commissioner of the New York Police Department, Tania Kinsella. Thank you so much. All right. Time now for our Meb Minute. And Meb, in our interview just now with First Deputy Commissioner Tania Kinsella, she talked about how joining a group, the Sunrise Runners of Staten Island, was kind of the thing that really got her into 
running consistently, meeting at 5 a.m. every morning, that accountability that came from knowing there was a group of women there that she had to meet to run. Let's talk about that for a second, that importance of finding that group. You know, lots of people run alone, right? But what does it add, Meb, when you have a group that you're running with day in and day out? Running is important and finding a train group is the most essential thing besides having running shoes. You know, you are able to meet up with somebody. It's going to get you no matter what the weather's accountability, as a commissioner Ken Sella said. It is important. It's your confidant, you know, to be able to just go there. With, you don't have to run the same distance or the same pace, but meeting together is important. And that's also your celebration, you know, uh, ability to do things that no others can do because you know that somebody is sick, somebody is not in bad health. So you appreciate it more when you are with a group. Running alone is important. When you are in a rush, you have to catch a flight. But if you can, running a group is very essential. For me, as an elite athlete, I didn't have a lot of running partners. You know, not a lot of people can be able to keep up with me, but I had to find a bike, somebody on the bike to get me there. And it was wonderful to be able to just have those cadence or those fluids or those mileage. Sometimes the weather is nasty, but when you're meeting somebody, it's going to, you know, you have to shut that door and show up. And I think that's very important. And I think having a group is, you know, when you go to new locations, different places, you know, even the elite athletes at that level, hey, we want to get together. And when we're at the hotel, it's contagious because when you see the lobby, give me five minutes, I'll be right down because there's something about set to run with somebody. Well, running in a group is a great way to do so many things. So many people found these running groups, Mab, during the pandemic, and they realized it's not just about the running, it's about the community as well. I think that's why we've seen so many people continue to run because the people they met while they were running uh, has kept them coming back over and over again. By the way, if you're looking for a running group that you don't have one and you're in the New York area, you can go to our website, nyrr.org. We got listings of run groups all over the city you can find from competitive ones to more social ones. So it's a great way to get involved and to keep running. And hey, you know, we were almost at the end of the year here. I know a lot of folks are thinking about what to do next how to set goals for new for the new year, their New Year's resolutions for 2024. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your questions about how to achieve your running goals in 2024, maybe reflections on what you achieved in 2023. Maybe you've got a goal like Deputy Commissioner Kinsella. She wants to run a half marathon in under two hours. Send us your goals. Send us your questions. We want to hear them NYRR podcast at nyrr.org. That's the email address to send them to. Meb and I will read them. We'll discuss some of them on an upcoming episode of Set the Pace. So again, we want to hear from you. What do you want to accomplish in 2024? Or what was your best memory running from this year? Maybe it was a great day on Marathon Day. Send it to us, nyrr podcast at nyrr.org. And we will shout some of you out on an upcoming episode of Set the Pace. Well, we're about done for with this episode. We want to wish everybody out there a happy first night of Hanukkah for those who celebrate in the holiday season. We're getting going and happy Hanukkah to everybody out there listening who celebrates that holiday. Don't forget, leave us a rating, a review on whatever platform you listen to our podcast on. We've loved being with you today. Can't wait to see you on the very next episode of Set the Pace. <laughs>